0: And then I'm scrolling on Instagram one day and he says, for sale, toy hauler. And I looked at my husband and he looked at me and he was like, don't even. (laughs) (laughs) And I said, we have to do it, we have to. And so um, it took a lot of convincing, but sure enough, I convinced him to fly to New Jersey. We bought the school bus, uh, toy hauler, whatever you want to call it. And we drove it back cross country.
1: You're listening to a 4x4 Radio Network Podcast Are you ready? It's the Jeep Talk Show With Wendy There will be body damage Jeep Mama Are you sure? Josh Yeah, I don't think so And Tony I think that's a huge deal So sit back Strap in embrace yourself
2: i don't want to sound like a drunken college co-ed but i want you to pound the jeep talk show pound, <laughs> i'm sorry hashtag jeep talk show you know, I, I told I, last episode I mentioned that I uh, interviewed Dawn over at Dirty Acres and I mentioned about the the Pound Jeep talk show. I thought she fell out of the chair. She thought that was Did hilarious. She, she yeah. thought that was funny. We, we also <laughs> talked about cassette tapes. I said, You probably won't get this. And she goes, No, I, I know what a cassette tape is. I said, Do you know about the relationship between a cassette tape and a pencil? And she died laughing again and said, Yes, I do. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> and we got people going, But you got to be from a certain generation. We, you we you got do. people out there going, What? Cassette what? tape? What the hell is that?
3: pencil? pencil? Why, why is the What's pencil that? being used? What?
2: <laughs> I told her I'm so old I know how to dial cursively on a rotary phone <laughs> So <laughs> with that we would love for you to tell it, let uh, everybody you know and you have a really good reason because we're having regular giveaways for you our listener so that means you don't have to keep it to yourself you selfish bastard you can tell other people about it <laughs> <laughs> because so that
3: they might be able to win
2: you got more than one chance to win you know that's right and mm-hmm. if, if you work it right you can uh, guilt trip them into giving it to you so there you go you'd you like doubling your chances there so mm-hmm. uh go over and share uh the hashtag jeep talk show on every social media post you make you got nothing to talk about just just take a random picture and put hashtag jeep talk show on it let people know all about the jeep talk show The JTS team is here to inform and entertain you about Jeeps. If you're new to the Jeep world or thinking about jumping in and getting your feet dirty, you are in the right place. Whether you're interested in having a unique off-road vehicle ready to hit the trails or that daily driver that is also a weekend warrior, this show is for you. Find out more information
4: about the show at JeepTalkShow.com welcome back to the show jeeper i'm josh and on this episode of the jeep talk show i'll be talking about another jeep recall is your jeep affected you won't believe what this guy did with his jeep to land him in jail and we'll be discussing the bluetooth lawsuit surrounding jeep later in the show i'll be teaching you how to clean electrical contacts in tech talk
3: well howdy it's wendy and don't forget my newbie nugget section is on friday episodes and you never know what I'm going to talk about, so make sure you check it out because I cover all kinds of things for the newest
5: of Jeepers. Coming up on this episode of Jeep Life, the guys in the Discord room save Jeep Mama.
2: She got to quit recording those things in the bathroom. Hi, I'm Tony, one of MidlandUSA.com, GMRS Radio, well, keep, right list- <laughs> keep listening to find out how you can get one in our new giveaway program. Have you heard about our giveaway program, regular giveaways from multiple vendors? Did I mention that?
3: <laughs> yeah, I think once or twice, maybe. I'm but maybe learning. to say it again. I'm learning.
4: <laughs> we should make a promo that can, you know, promote yeah. that.
3: Sort of- Ooh, Josh, that'd I be great. You it should it do for- that. <laughs>
4: local jeep news national jeep news and news from around
1: the world it's this week in jeep
4: and in the last episode of this week in jeep we had a recall notice for the 2022 grand cherokees and a faulty steering component of theirs a pretty serious one at that now this week we have the grand's longer brother the grand cherokee l under recall Talantis Jeep's parent company, is recalling certain 2021-2022 to 2022 Jeep Grand Cherokee L models. These particular Jeeps may have been built with a missing weld from the seat back frame to the child seat tether anchorage. That means these vehicles fail to comply with the requirements of Federal Motor Vehicle Safety Standard No. 225, quote, child restraint anchorage systems, which could lead your child and their entire booster seat becoming a projectile in the event of an accident. So far, this defect is limited to just over 4,500 units built between Wednesday, October 13th, 2021, and Wednesday, February 2nd, 2022. Stellantis will conduct a voluntary safety recall to inspect and, if necessary, replace the second row seatback frame, a process which will be conducted by your local dealer free of charge. Owner notification letters are expected to be mailed out on Friday, May 13th, 2022. But if you feel that you or your Jeep may be affected by this, we encourage you to contact your local dealer for more information.
3: So I just have an interesting observation. Yeah. They know the, the years of, you know, when it was built or the dates, I guess, from Wednesday to Wednesday, which I think is odd as another subject. But why are they waiting till May 13th? to notify you. Why why is I've, that not I've, going out now? I don't understand. I've why. also,
4: this has been something that has racked my brains for years. Of all the years that we've been reporting about recalls here on the show, why when they know about it, do they take yeah. six weeks to start notifying everybody else about it? I think part of it is to make sure that the dealer networks are set up to make sure that they can appropriately take care of the customer load that they're about to see. Now, they're, they're going to ordinarily be seeing, you know, maybe one or two of these kind of uh, issues in a month versus having one or two in a day or, you know, eight in a week type of thing. They need to make sure that the dealers are going to be able to have the training necessary to handle this, the parts necessary to do it, and, and everything else that goes around supporting all of that. So there's time that it takes to make sure the dealer network is all set up for this. That's probably what a lot of that time is being used for.
3: Well, I understand that part of it, getting prepared. But seriously, this particular issue, having your child or the booster seat becoming a projectile in the event of an accident, is that not more more important than at least let people know, right?
4: Now, Now, obviously, the entire seat back being replaced is a pretty intensive process. I mean the sure. seat has to be removed, it has to be de skinned, uh, get defoamed, it. the back you know, so I mean there's there's a lot that goes into this. And there's also a fair amount of parts and labor that would go into this as well. But you're hundred percent correct. This is a serious issue because nobody wants to take their, their, the safety of their, of their young child uh, for granted. And especially in something like a, like a vehicle, when you're moving down the freeway at 75 miles an hour and things come to a complete stop all of a sudden, you don't want that child seat to be rocketing through the front windshield. So, And that's exactly what's going to happen in this case is, is, is that kind of an incident. So thankfully, none of that has happened yet. Uh, and uh, uh, that so far there's been no injuries, there's been no reports of any deaths or anything like that. This is just one of those, again, they they found the issue, they are aware of it, and they, they are putting together the fix and getting the dealer network all geared up to make that happen. It's just a matter of time. Unfortunately, for a lot of people, it's not going to happen soon enough uh, because, again, you know, who wants to take uh, their child's safety for granted and, and, and put something like that out for six or eight weeks, three months later down the road before it's finally getting taken care of?
3: Well, and not, not to bring up another negative, but if they know it's a missing weld, first off, I want to know who who figured that out. Did they have a child go through a windshield and then they started looking at it? Or do they do sort of inspections after the fact? I mean, these are 2021 vehicles that have been out for a while. This isn't like it just rolled off the line yesterday or last month. So why was the weld missing in the first place? I'm sorry, yeah. I have questions.
4: <laughs> no, you're right. I mean, and honestly, a lot of that kind of stuff is being handled by robots. And when sure. a, when and things aren't set up a certain way, the datum has shifted, um, you know, the zero point where it starts, the zero, zero, zero point is is all, you know, it's, it's off slightly. That weld, all it takes is, you know, a sixteenth of an inch for that weld not to really happen. You know an eighth of an inch of movement in the metal and, and and where that jig is is set to to locate this part and to have the robotic arm come and weld these two things together you know in just a certain way if things are off even slightly that okay, whole process that makes is not sense. going to happen now yeah, these, that makes sense. The, the last batch of these and we're talking 4500 units Made between October thirteenth, twenty twenty one, and February second of twenty twenty two. That's a fair good amount of spread of time, mm-hmm. and and uh, you know a a decent section of units. Well, they know where all these units are. They know where they were sent to, which dealers had them, which dealer sold them, and to whom they were sold to. And so it's just a matter of getting the notifications out and and making sure that these people can get them uh, their vehicles into the dealer to get it taken care of and honestly to you know tell you the truth i mean there may be only a a fraction of a percentage of people who own these vehicles who are actually using this feature you know yeah they're, that's they're,
3: true
4: chances are not every single one of these 4500 units is owned by somebody who has a family with young children in a child seat there's likely yeah. only a fraction of a percentage of them so this ultimately is only affecting a handful of jeepers out there in the in the world so i mean but nonetheless you know, one child death from a rocketing car seat through a windshield is too many. So we just don't want to see that kind of stuff happening. Now, thankfully, that has not happened yet. There's been no reports of it. So we can we can at least safely assume for now that this is an issue that that hasn't presented any any problems, uh, real-world problems yet. They're just aware of it, and they're, they're working to get it fixed.
2: I'll just mention that if this was Volkswagen, they would just get the marketing on board this so they could make it a positive thing. Uh, <laughs> you know, like because quick of release the, child restraint system <laughs> the diesel thing you know where they were cheating on the test which I still think is I mean it's so wrong but it's uh, actually so cool that a major corporation would say F you we're just going to turn this we're stuff just gonna cheat. we're just yeah. going to change the computer when it does whenever it, it notices that something's hooked up to it <laughs> I know but- I just triggered people out there but it's I, I still think it's funny that they would do that and you know a billion
4: dollars was probably worth it But was it on purpose? That's the question that has to be asked. Not about what Tony was talking about, but what (laughs) this guy did. A Georgia woman was run over by a Jeep after she was thrown out of the moving vehicle, and police say that her boyfriend, who was behind the wheel, did it on purpose. 46-year-old Duran Jeremy Mack is charged with aggravated battery, assault, and one count of serious injury by vehicle after he was accused of intentionally running over his girlfriend during an argument on Sunday, April 3rd. His girlfriend, a 24-year-old Courtney Perry, uh, just once again, 46-year-old Duran Jeremy Mack and 24-year-old Courtney Perry. There, there's was, a problem. Yeah. that was found laying in the road near a Jeep Wrangler when officers arrived at the scene. According to the incident report, a neighbor who saw the couple arguing told police that Mac got into his Jeep and Perry climbed onto the side of it as he pulled away. That's when Mac sped out of the driveway and up the street, throwing Perry off the vehicle and onto the road surface. According to the report, she landed near the Jeep's rear passenger tire and was run over. The neighbor witnessed Mac reversing the Jeep after hitting Perry, got out where she was laying in the road, and rolled her over. Authorities say that she was airlifted to Atlanta Medical Center for treatment, and Mac, the driver of the Jeep, allegedly told police that his girlfriend had gotten her foot caught in the tire and fell. But he was, of course, arrested after giving police multiple different accounts of what had happened. Oh, you got to get your story straight, man.
2: You
3: got to <laughs> yeah. get
4: story straight. Come on there, guy.
3: I mean, so, seriously, there's an age difference problem. Number two, were they high? I mean, were they done drugs? I'm, What's going on
4: I'm, here? There's gotta be something involved oh. here. I'm I'm pretty sure the toxicology report would not come back clean on either one of these individuals. So yeah, I'm just gonna guess that there was some other things involved in this party and, and that the age discrepancy alone uh was uh was not the only thing at play here. Hmm.
2: Well, if I can't have you, nobody will. That's right. And it better not be a Jeeper that doesn't have you.
4: (laughs) (laughs) So I don't know if you guys know about this or not. This one kind of flew under my radar, in fact. But there's been a lawsuit brewing since 2018, and it surrounds Jeep. Or actually, more importantly, its parent company. And at the time, Jeep's parent company was FCA when this lawsuit was filed. But since that entity has been absorbed by what is now Stellantis, they are the ones who are fighting this. At the core of all this is the standards organization behind Bluetooth, the Bluetooth Special Interest Group, or Bluetooth SIG for short. That's right, the same Bluetooth in your cell phone, in your ear pods, your wireless speaker, and like a gazillion other devices out there. They are claiming that FCA was improperly using the Bluetooth trademark on vehicles like the Jeep Wrangler and Dodge Grand Caravan and and others, which Bluetooth SIG hadn't identified. A U.S. appeals court has decided that then FCA, and now Stellantis, has a valid argument in a trademark case. FCA's defense, which was initially rejected by a lower court, is that Bluetooth SIG is trying to double-dip by saying that both the car radio and the car itself have to go through separate certifications. Its basis is something called a first-sale doctrine, a concept that is meant to allow the resale of copyrighted works. In this case, FCA is saying that it applies because it buys its infotainment systems from companies like Alpine or Harman Kardon and Panasonic and others, which have already paid fees and gotten their products certified for Bluetooth use. So why should it have to recertify what has already been certified just because it slotted those products into a dashboard of one of their vehicles? This ruling doesn't mean that the case is settled, though. It just means that FCA, or now Stellantis rather, gets to go back to court and argue it all over again when this is all over this case could end up setting a precedent about whether automakers can buy radios that are already certified for bluetooth or whether they will also have to pay the bluetooth special interest group to certify the cars too adding a cost at time when car prices are already plenty inflated it sounds
3: like they're from california quite honestly let's just double dip or (laughs) triple dip uh, every time because it's stupid. I mean, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard.
2: Let's really. Let, let, why don't we get these same people to argue about uh, paying taxes for multiple th- multiple times for yes. one thing?
3: It's ridiculous.
2: I mean, I know you guys you want stop. money for nothing and chicks for free, but come on. <laughs> However, <laughs> we, we, no, uh, we we have to put an end to this, and I, I hope that the, the 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 court rules in favor of Stellantis on this because it's, it yes. absolutely is ridiculous
3: it's so it's stupid been it's been
2: certified once is it going to be better if it's certified twice
3: well and honestly all the other car dealerships out there the dealers should be getting not dealers but the uh, manufacturers should be getting together and support Stellantis yes like yeah. because uh, it affects all of them whether, not just whether or not they're
4: Stellantis correct. dealers or not all of them should
3: Yeah, I mean everybody. You
4: guys guys are you guys are both right, and in fact, um, you know the automaker uh, industry in general uh, is is really is really poised on this one because because if this goes one way or the other, it's going to change the automotive industry as a whole. Not just Jeep, not just Stellantis, but the automotive industry worldwide. I mean, there's pretty much nothing that we do on a daily basis that doesn't involve Bluetooth in one way or another. Uh, even if it's something that you're not directly uh, related in yourself, you, you' likely you're you're doing something or engaged in something that is using Bluetooth technology. So I mean, this is everywhere. and and it's not going away. And in fact, it's being integrated into even more stuff, left, right, and sideways. so it, it's it's here. it's here to stay, and it's going to be in every new vehicle ever made. Uh, from this point forward and, and so this is a this is a big thing. So what happens from this is going to really set the set the stage for all things to come from this point forward.
3: But but think about it. If you buy an iPhone or a phone, that's like saying now you also have to pay a tax or a surcharge because you have Bluetooth. If you no, no, buy a television, be,
4: no, this I'm would just, be like no no you you're you're halfway right there. You, this would be like having a cell phone paying for it because it has Bluetooth but then as soon as you put that cell phone into a case, you have to pay for it to be certified that your your cell phone will still work, its Bluetooth will still work in that case.
3: Yes, correct. That's what I mean. So it's like you're you're already paying for the features that the phone has, as an example, or that right. the Jeep has. Now you've got to pay extra because we're going to have this in here. You know what? Some of these people get a little too big for their britches, if you know what I mean. And they and just get greedy. Absolutely.
2: Well, you know what's <sighs> going to happen. They're going to want to uh, charge you a monthly fee. Like, you know, of course like we were talking about Jeep with the features and stuff. That, yeah. Tony,
4: yes. we've actually talked about that here. I've I've mentioned that the Jeep is actually working, is in the works as we speak right now on a, for yeah. a subscription service for features. A pay-to-play type of technology suite that if you want to use something on your Jeep that is controlled by a certain kind of technology, you will have to pay a service fee to use it. So, if it you want that electronically them, controlled yeah. four-wheel drive system to work on your off-road vehicle, you uh-huh. will have to pay for that, a subscription service, to initiate that and and to have it verified and confirmed and all that sort of stuff. This is a nightmare in, in the works. Absolutely Pandora's I'm, box here. I'm moving into the woods and right? <laughs> living in a tree stump. and yeah, uh, Come on up to today, Big Bear. <laughs> Give me a CJ and a shack in the woods. I'll be just You're fun. good.
3: Exactly. We're good.
4: <laughs> so let me ask you, Jeeper, what did you think of these stories? Did they fall flat? Do you have something that you would like to add to the story or just want to add your two cents to the conversation? Well, we're happy to have you do so. So jump over to jeeptalkshow.com contact right now, and you can see all the different ways that you yourself can get in touch with us here at the show. We hope to hear from you soon. Hey, Don't Go Anywhere. Coming up later in the show, we've got an interview with Chelsea Gregory and her Trail hunter JLU. You're listening
1: to a 4x4 Radio Network podcast.
4: You know, one of the best things that you can do to help support the Jeep Talk Show and the 4x4 Radio Network is to be telling a friend about, well, about off-road podcasts just in general, right? We've got, we've got all kinds of friends and people that we know who are into off-roading and wheeling and all that sort of stuff, and, well, they may have a different badge on the hood. It's okay. You know, it's, it's not their fault. But we've got something for everybody over at the 4x4 Radio Network. So be sure to spread the word. The Center Steer Podcast is there. Beyond the Trail Podcast is there. The 4x4 Podcast. Even Trail Chasers is there. And, of course, the Jeep Talk Show is there as well. All the world's best off-roading podcasts all in one place, and it's all for free. The number 4, the letter X, and the number 4, radionetwork.com. That's 4x4radionetwork.com. We'll see you there. Hey, coming up in Tech Talk, quick tips to keep your older Jeep lights shining
2: bright. All right, so next Friday, I think you guys have heard about our giveaway, reoccurring giveaway. Open, 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 <laughs> hurry, 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 hurry. can't soon enough. I love that Friday? commercial where she was hitting on the glass, open, 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 I know, open, open with her hands wide yeah. open. <laughs> open,
3: open,
2: So next Friday, episode 592, we'll be giving away a MidlandUSA.com MXT275VP4, a $250 value The Midland MXT275 bundles a high powered antenna system in addition to the already long range MXT275 that boasts triple the range of handheld walkie
4: talkies. Now, hold on, let's just put a pin right there. Triple the range of the handheld yeah. walkie-talkies that that's, you've been using out on the trails. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, and it,
2: and if you don't know off the top of your head what a MXT two seventy five GMRS radio what is, what the hell is that anyway? It's a mobile GMRS radio, but it's great for a jeep or anything that has limited space to mount a like a. Have if you if ever tried to mount a CB in a jeep? There's just no place to put it. Well, the nice thing about the MXT two seventy five is it's all in the the mic. the display, everything, the speaker, the mic, everything is right there, the buttons that you press, all right there on the microphone. So all you really have to do is find a spot on your dash for that microphone. and then you can put the radio piece someplace else. And this and the radio piece is tiny. This thing is just really it's actually almost smaller than the, the microphone itself and the microphone isn't isn't huge. So then uh, this is a great package. It comes with uh, an antenna. It comes with a, uh, a mount for uh, off-road vehicles that mount the antenna and the antenna. This is just a great giveaway. And it's only one of the next year of giveaways that MidlandUSA.com uh, is going to be doing with the Jeep Talk Show for you, our listener. So, uh, do you guys remember uh, us uh, doing the, or when we had uh, DJ's Off Road Adventure, David McBee uh, on? Yeah, the, the kids' book. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the kids' off road yeah, book. The kids book. Off-road book I sh- we should yeah. say off road, because that's what I thought was so cool about it was somebody took the time to write an off roading book and, and a lot of the positive things about uh, Jeeping. Which has to do with you know don't leave any jeepers stranded don't leave them behind uh, you help out you're friendly you uh, you know you try to be good have good trail etiquette all that stuff it's in these in the book well uh, completely you know we have a tendency to get a lot of packages around here especially my adult daughters uh, have uh, I guess I, I was a bad example ordering a lot of stuff from Amazon we I get out there and go oh there's I, an Amazon thing I don't remember ordering I, this and I'll look at it and it's not for me damn it it's not for me. <laughs> so, uh, I've, I've kind of learned to not get too excited. I don't always remember when I order something. It's, it's not advanced age. It's just because I order too much damn stuff. And uh, anyway, a, a package showed up, and I, I it's, just, it's one of the girls. I'll, I'll get it. I didn't, never got it. My uh, oldest daughter got home, and she says, oh, there was a, a package uh, for the Jeep talk show. And, I, and I'm thinking anthrax. I mean, I just go straight <laughs> there. <laughs> <laughs>
3: White powder, right? Uh, that's do it. That i
2: I don't order anything for the cheap talk show. They're never
3: going to do that. To you.
2: Come on <laughs> and now. I'm just like, oh well, maybe I should open it up outside. Not, not just <laughs> because I, I don't want to protect the family anyway. I got it, and uh, I saw uh, that uh, something David's name or uh, something DJ's off adventure. Something on there clued me that it was from him, and I went, oh, this is probably. His uh, his third book that he came out with because that the, he has two currently and he's working oh, on a okay. third cool. and and I I kind of shook it and it didn't feel like a book or if it did it was a bunch of little books because <laughs> it just it kind of kind of you know moved around you know kind of like in the morning Some when,
4: assembly required <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh dear kind of like in the morning when you wake <laughs> up and you're scratching a few things but anyway it just it was it was that kind of a feeling in the in the the soft bag so yeah. uh, I was really shocked. To find out that it was Jeep talk show logo embroidered, uh, embroidered, not stickers. Uh, what would you call it? Badges. Embroidered badges. badges. There we go. We don't need no stinking We badges. Need, badges. need these stinking badges. And, and I, I've been online, I've been looking around for places to have this done. It's very expensive. And also, too, so, you, you don't know what the work is going to be like.
3: Yeah, these look great.
2: Oh, they are amazing. For- and, and, amazing. And, you, <laughs> and you know the size of our Jeep Talk Show stickers are, I think they're 3 inch by 3 inch approximately. These uh-huh. are the same size as the stickers that we hand out.
3: Wow, with that <laughs> much detail, that's amazing.
2: <laughs> they're huge. They're way too big to put on a hat, but you know what? I've bought about five uh, baseball know, hats that. and I'm putting them on the hats.
4: <laughs> yeah, no, you, you, you uh, showed up a kind of a mocked Placed badge on a hat and yep. I was like You know is this too big you're like Okay well you're probably not going to see a badge Quite that size on a hat in retail But that's because of size To be honest Yeah,
3: uh, right, they just don't to want fit. to
4: spend That kind of money uh, we however Have these uh, and I think they de- Absolutely deserve top billing on, on a hat And, and other yes, things I oh, would
3: wear one On a hat I
4: do I need to send a self-addressed stamped envelope? Yes, I yes.
3: better get a <laughs> please, couple of these. Please it. let me know if I need to do that.
4: <laughs> but they, these
2: are really nice, unexpected. And the, the, I got I to mention this really quick. So uh, my wife and I, we actually have bought a Brother and embroidery machine. And I just haven 't gone through the software to get all the stitches in the right direction oh, okay. i mean I, I yeah. can make the logo, we can do the logo, but the stitching is just kind of all over the place, but so you have to actually go in there and tell it how you want the stitching to lay and like like okay. these like these that you 're seeing and, and you guys can see in the show notes for this episode. Um, the, uh, it just makes it look nicer, uh, to have the stitching all going, you know, yeah. one way. On yes. It. It. So anyway, uh, we, we've been anxious about doing, uh, these things cause I wanted to put them on hats and stuff. And it, it would be so much easier to send somebody one of these things in an envelope instead of trying to ship an entire hat. Get your, oh, sure. Get your own hat your own and then, hat. And yeah. then you know, use use an iron and, and just, uh, you know, uh, stick it on on the hat. And now you got a Jeep Talk Show Logo hat. Oh, and wait. So these these have a glue back. They have a glue back. Yeah. Okay.
4: Yep. Absolutely.
2: But
3: you could sell them too if you want. to. Absolutely. The glue, no, the glue back course. would be great. Right. Oh, my gosh.
4: That sounds like such a racist term. You freaking glue back. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> It's the dumbing down of America. You, if you, yes, it is. B- b- a lot of people can't
2: probably work in iron either. So uh, the, the, this is—I just—it was so great getting these. Anyway, I walked into the bedroom where my wife was. Uh, you know, she's she's been feeling bad the the she past Got them on the
4: pillows. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm walking. So decorated the room.
2: I'm walking, and she should learn by now. I'm walking in. I have my hand behind me because I'm holding the bag. Because isn't this one? It's a bag full of these things. And I have one in my hand, and I go over there, and she's looking at the, what I got in my hand. She goes, what do what you got? And I, and I don't say anything. I just hand it to her. I like seeing her reaction. And she looks at it, and she goes, oh, my God, this is just absolutely great. Where did you get this? She just assumes that I ordered it. I said, you remember the, uh, the, the book author, David McBee, and uh, DJ's Off-Road Adventure? We, I mean, the books are just right there on, on her desk. And uh, she goes, yeah. I said, he had them made and sent them to me. That's she amazing. Goes, she goes, you're kidding me. And then I pulled the bag around, and she goes, "Oh my God! How many is there?" I said, "Well, there was supposed to be a hundred, but David took one—that bastard. So
3: ah! <laughs> <laughs> he deserves one. That's so nice of him." So there's only there's amazing.
4: only ninety nine left. <laughs> Oh, still so cool. So, uh, David McBee, uh, big hats off to to him yes. and, and to his his partner uh, illustrator uh, Floyd Leroy for putting these books together and for for going out of the way to wow to do this for the show. Just absolutely incredible. So, uh, once again, thank you so much, complete David. surprise. Uh, yeah, absolutely complete. blew us away. That is just incredible. And and we want to go ahead and and plug uh, how you guys can go ahead and and get David's books. Uh, which, honestly, if, if you have a little jeeper in the family You need to have these on the oh, coffee
2: table a, a child, a grandchild These are really
4: beautifully uh, done I, they're books They're available all over the place On the web and on Amazon, stuff like that But djsoffroadadventures.com It can't get any easier than that DJs DJS djsoffroadadventures.com djsoffroadadventures.com Go check it out right now uh, If you reach out to him Be sure to tell him that you heard about him Here on the Jeep Talk Show
2: yeah, and uh, again, uh, David, if I uh, didn't thank you enough already, thank you so much. It was a, a, a great surprise to open this up and uh, not get ill. So, I mean, that's because that's what I was expecting. Not from you, but just, you know, anybody who sends it to the Jeep Talk Show.
4: From the mind of Nikki G. Hey, this is Nikki G. And last week, Josh, you talked about checking the fluids in your vehicle, and uh, you left out one important bit of information antifreeze in your vehicle it smells like pancake syrup it tastes like pancake syrup <laughs> no. but brother it ain't pancake syrup <laughs> no. don't ask me how I know but I think you already do but that's not why I'm calling I'm calling to tell you that I had a racing snail Yeah, I tried to make him go faster by taking his shell off but then it just made him sluggish alright boys and girls I'll chat at you later and you have a good one bye <music> I just knew that was going to be that
2: joke. Look at that S car go.
3: <laughs> yes.
4: <laughs> look it up. Look it up. It's a funny joke.
3: <laughs> it is funny.
4: I love. You know, it can't, I, I have to be reminded of this this movie. I'm I'm kind of a bit of a movie nut, yeah. and uh, uh, that reminds me of that movie Turbo. And it's it's about a a snail. It's a, it's an animated movie, and it's about a snail who uh who who is blessed with the fast speed and he's faster than, than a, than speedy Gonzalez. You know, he's faster than than a mouse. And, and so he's the snail who ends up into this race circuit. These guys, this underground race circuit who, who actually race snails and he of course being gifted with this like light speed snail speed uh, <laughs> is able to beat everybody but uh, there's there's trials and tribulations and and all that sort of stuff as you would expect from an animated movie and he's got to learn a lesson and you know all that sort of stuff but god it i mean they, it came out like in 2013 2014 2015 somewhere around there it's got to be at least 6 7 years ago or more uh, but when he talks about racing snail like Immediately go to that. There was a video game that was associated with it that was half fun as well. And, uh, anyways, yeah, going, going, going down a rabbit trail.
2: I hear about yeah, uh, 1990s. A snail trail, if you will. Yeah, <laughs> I hear about nineteen nineties. I go, oh well, yeah, I remember nineteen ninety. It wasn't that long ago. And Then you do the math, and and You're now, like, and now you you know like two thousand the same way, and then you go twenty thirteen. Oh well, that was just the other day. Oh wait a minute, that no. was that was a long time ago. <laughs> So, it's so, so funny. I guess we're lucky that we, uh, we have long lives and we can look back and be confused by time. You got tech questions? What
1: ah, do I have? A, we have answers. Oh, that's good. I, I, I,
4: it's Tech Talk with Jeep Talk. Yahoo! Jeeps and lights go together like, well, peanut butter and jelly. And there's one thing that the newest lighting technology and the oldest Jeep lights have in common. They both need electricity to run properly. The older a Jeep is, the more likely that it is that it doesn't have plug-and-play LED lighting technology. There's actually gas-filled glass bulbs with elements and contact points, and they rest in these little things called sockets. Ew! How vulgar! Now, in all seriousness, this form of uh, holding a bulb behind a lens and getting it to light up on command for one purpose or another was the way that things were done on all cars and trucks for decades. Those Jeeps are still around, and, and although they are, there are plenty of options on the aftermarket for converting over to LEDs, there's still the likelihood that LED, that the LED conversion bulb will still have to go into an old-school socket. Lighting sockets are out there in the corners of our Jeeps. The only thing protecting their delicate brass contacts are the lens, and if you're lucky, maybe a gasket. Sometimes, not even that. The same applies for virtually every single wiring harness connector in that Jeep. So. The brass does what brass does when exposed to the elements, and that is oxidize, or corrode like any other metal will. When brass oxidizes, it doesn't turn that brownish-red like what we associate rust with as the iron in the steel turns to iron oxide. Brass turns shades of a greenish-blue or even black, and the oxidation hardens like a thick crust over the surface of the brass. The buildup prevents the flow of electrons from the contact to the bulb or to the other contact on the other side of the plug. And no matter how new or expensive the bulb is or how well-protected the plug may be, well, obviously when this happens, you'll get intermittent response from the light or circuit. It may flicker, cut in and out. The situation isn't taken care of or the light or the circuit may not work at all. And you may think that the bulb is burned out or that there's something wrong with the switch or the wiring. Well, oftentimes it's just a little oxidation. I'll give you some tips on what to do about it. Now, they make stuff called electrical contact cleaner. Think of it like brake cleaner, but for electrical parts. This harsh aerosolized chemical can clean away some grime and dirt and dust, even things like skin oil or light petrochemicals from electrical contacts, with ease, actually. But electrical contact cleaner will have a hard time cutting through any amount of oxidation. But it's a good idea to have a can of this around, regardless, as it works very well in conjunction with other methods. Options to this that you may have laying around the house already would be things like isopropyl alcohol and distilled white vinegar. Either of these fluids are actually great cleaning agents unto themselves, but they can also help break down oxidation on electrical terminals or contacts. But again, they won't provide the same results as a physical or mechanical cleaning. The kind of buildup that brass oxidation that can create is a lot like the plaque that builds up on your teeth. There's no mouthwash that can duplicate what the dentist does with his pick tools and drills. Well, the same applies to cleaning electrical contacts on your Jeep. And I'm guessing that, well, 99% of the time, that you won't have access to a dentist drill. And your own cordless drill, well, it, it's not the right tool for the job anyways. The pick set, however, well, it's just right. Now, you don't have to try and locate a medical supply outlet to get that level of tool that the dentist has. Nope. The most simple and basic, like, four-piece tool set available at your local Harbor Freight or Auto Parts store is, well, plenty good for the task at hand. But make sure that you get a set that has multiple types of pick tools. And pick tools generally have a good sharp point to them. And, well, that is the point that you will use to scratch the surface of the contact clean, just like the dentist uses his picks to clean your teeth. The crusty, bluish, greenish coating on the brass or gold-plated contacts typically flakes off with little pressure and can be removed to reveal the shiny surface below. A quick, steady, back-and-forth scratching action will have that metal cleaned up in no time. Microfiles and small cylindrical wire brushes are also two other kinds of tools that can produce great results but may be harder to come by and maybe a little more expensive. One word of caution here, though. Depending on what you're working with, the circuits that are associated with those contacts may be live. So it's imperative that you do not short anything out. It's always best to remove the fuse, pull the battery cable, turn the breaker off, or disconnect whatever it is that is supplying voltage or power to whatever it is that you're going to be working on. Now, if the oxidation is extremely light, almost more of a varnish than anything, well, you may be able to clean it off with a pencil eraser. Pencil eraser has enough uh, enough give to be gentle, but enough bite or grip, if you will, to pull off the surface contamination with ease. Again, a steady hand and micro-movements can erase that tarnish on your electric contacts without having to worry about shorting anything out. Well, since the eraser is basically rubber, after all. Another word of warning here, though. Depending on what you're working on, the contacts could be set up to create a mechanical connection by providing positive pressure, much like a spring would. Now, that resistance as you push a light bulb into its socket and rotate it to lock it in, well, that is the spring pressure of the contacts. Applying too much force as you clean can bend the contacts beyond their range of uh, applying that much needed positive pressure. So it may be necessary, once again, to use the pick tools to gently pull the contact terminal back up to where they should be. And a term called spring back is something that you should be familiar with here. The metal that these contacts are made out of will want to spring back to its previous position. So you'll actually need to pull it back farther than its normal position to ensure that it springs back to a position better than it was before. There's one thing that no cleaner or tool can take care of, though, and that's corrosion. The bluish-greenish oxidation that can appear on brass contacts really has no effect on the integrity of the brass itself, but the way that corrosion does. Brass is technically an alloy. Two or more metals combined to make a new metal. That alloy that makes brass is copper and zinc combined. There are actually different forms of brass corrosion, and depending on the environment or conditions that led up to the corrosion, it can be fatal for the parts involved, and hard if not impossible to reverse without part replacement. So, staying on top of the oxidation is key to preventing it from turning to corrosion. Whether it's the brass contacts in a Switch, the contacts of a light socket or your trailer plug, or that old Nintendo cartridge even, well, these tips can work for you to get those juices flowing again, to keep those lights shining, the trailer brakes working, or just to keep Mario jumping.
3: Very well, that, interesting.
2: That <laughs> is really cool. I, I am going to have to try that. Uh, is, yeah. Uh, would the, the peanut butter and jelly go good with bread? <laughs> Toast, actually. It's better, but yes. Toast. That was
3: that was Post. April first. Okay, never mind.
2: Um, <laughs> I love the no, whole I, idea between peanut butter and jelly. I mean, they're both sweet, and it makes it makes really cool. I mean, I'm, I'm glad you're your taking all of this
4: was peanut butter and jelly.
2: Tony exactly.
3: <laughs> I'm like, exactly. Where do we go there? I don't know I had where that him happened. PB and
4: J. So <laughs> yes, <yeah. laughs> yes. Uh,
3: this is great. I love the pictures that you put in the show notes. So those of you listening, if you ever want to check out our show notes, you can actually see the photos. But this makes such sense. The before and after picture is amazing. So, would did did the cleaner? Do you think would do that to get that oxidation the best? That spray cleaner, or was it no, using so the picks? With the
4: with the picture that you that we have in the show notes for this episode, the uh, the before and after picture. Uh, It would have used a combination of a few things, both wire brush in this case and electrical contact cleaner as well. Possibly even with as as small as these barrel style terminal connectors are, uh, that there might have been a micro brush involved, a small cylindrical wire brush. uh, And they make them that small, to tell you the truth. Uh, that can get in there and get deep inside of those contacts. Now this looks more like just surface oxidation and and a uh, you know you wouldn't have to get that deep into something quite like this. but okay. nonetheless, a, a connector like this uh, is all too common on, on on jeeps and vehicles. molex connectors and and uh, uh, different kinds of, of din connectors and things like that uh, all have brass terminals inside of them. And any kind of a plug or connector inside of your jeep can fail at any point in time. And, and although you can have it all cleaned up and everything and, and, and working fine, uh, if it's not protected or if a seal fails or something like that, corrosion can get in there and uh, and cause uh, cause a lot of havoc in a short time. So there's one thing I could have added here that after you clean any kind of electrical contact, uh, a, a pro tip would be to add a little bit of dielectric grease to the equation. Uh, once you're ready to uh, put everything back together, a little bit of dielectric grease uh, will help both keep the electrical electrons flowing, uh, but also keep moisture out. And and moisture is the one thing that causes corrosion uh, to happen faster than anything else. So uh, in addition to everything else that I had mentioned as far as tools and chemicals and stuff like that, that goes uh, by all means, add a little bit of dielectric grease to your uh, to your list as well. You want to keep some of that on hand as well.
2: Now, I've read, and you correct me on this if it's wrong, but I've read that the dielectric grease does not go on the pins or in the holes. It kind of goes on the outside, kind of a, as a barrier for a liquid to get in there. I that
4: stuff all over the place. But, but yes, you're, you're right, Tony. Because um, it, it can I've act like an to- insulator is what I read. It can act as, as an insulator, but also a lubricator as well. So, um, you know, if you've got plugs that just, they don't want to, to to mate together very well, or if you have like aluminum uh, plug on one side and a brass plug on the other, right. uh, one's female, one's male, you're going to get uh, uh, galling uh, is what happens when you get two metals to rub up against each other. They, they tend to bind a little bit. Yeah, dissimilar uh, metals, electrolysis. Yeah. Yeah, and and so um, that that can also uh, pose a lot of problems. Dielectric grease will help that marriage happen a lot more smoothly.
2: Well, good. And if you guys have any uh, any questions about how much dielectric grease you should have, check out one of the uh, experienced YouTube certified technicians.
4: Well, this Tech Talk may have come to an end, but uh, that doesn't mean there's m- not any more happening in the near future. And I'm always looking for uh, for new topics to be covered here. And if you have something that you're stuck on your build or something that you just wanted to learn more about, by all means head over to jeeptalkshow.com/contact and send us a message. Let me know what it is that you're thinking about or what you would like to learn more about.
1: It was an event 10 years in the making. Two Jeepers brought together by a single podcast, and it would create a lifelong obsession with beaver nuggets and bad
4: cigars.
1: The Jeep Talk Show event at Hidden Falls Adventure Park, brought to you by Necks and Tires, returns for another
4: trip.
1: The Jeep Talk Show takes over Hidden Falls June 4th and 5th. Come meet your favorite Jeep Talk Show hosts, see the Jeep Talk Show Gladiator, and enjoy some amazing off-road terrain. Did we mention you can get some free stickers too? Oh, yeah,
4: and I suppose you're gonna say, you know, while you're in there, the
1: second annual Jeep Talk Show Meet the Hosts event at Hidden Falls Adventure Park in Marble Falls, Texas, June 4th and 5th. Yeah, I'll be there. Brought to you by the Nexen Tires Rodian MTX Mud Terrain Tires. Yeah, or give me some of y'all. For more information, go to JeepTalkShow.com or follow the show on Facebook.
4: No, that's where you guys
1: have been hiding from around the world. Or from your city. And sometimes just down the street. Howdy, neighbor. It's the Jeep Talk Show Interview. All
2: righty-ho, boys and girls. It's time for another Jeep Talk Show Interview. And tonight, we're going to be talking with Chelsea. You may know her as Trail Haunter. You know, I was saying Trail Hunter many times to myself. I bet you get that a lot, don't you? I do, yeah. And
0: then I'm like, no, it's Haunter. Like
1: Halloween,
2: and they're like, "Oh, okay, I get it. That's why you have a skeleton." I get it. <laughs> it all goes together, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so Chelsea is a uh, newer to the Jeep community, but hasn't let that stop her. Her Jeep Trail Hunter is a 2018 JLU Sport in the color uh, punked orange. Together, they've accomplished some amazing trails, traveled across the country, met some amazing people, and have taken off uh, the the off road community by storm uh Ch- Chelsea and Trail Hunter are also known for wheeling eight plus rated trails with the big dogs, but are usually the smallest in the lineup. People know her as the orange one with no lockers, <laughs> but can be seen. Yeah, yeah. But can be seen accomplishing uh, every obstacle the trail throws at her with a big smile on her face. Chelsea and her husband Dan recently made a cross-country trip uh, to buy a school bus converted into a jeep hauler, which they appropriately named the Haunted Hauler. That makes sense. Uh, Chelsea, yeah. it should be orange though. Uh Chelsea yes. is a goal setter, an adrenaline juckey, dream believer, and overall happy person who loves to wheel and support her friends. And of course you can go over to trailhaunter.com. Mm-hmm. So that website is Trailhaunter, h-a-u-n-t-e-r.com I'd like to throw the the website out there at the beginning of the interview so everybody can scurry over there and see what's going I'll on at sure. the website.
0: Yeah, it's nothing crazy, but you know a little bio, and we do have our build details on there too, so that's kind of fun to check out
2: yep, and the, what well, they can find you on uh, on the other uh, places that you are the various social media things, which we'll cover here in a minute, but uh, so there's yeah. all kinds of things that you can see over there. Chelsea, thanks a lot for being with us. We really appreciate you uh, coming in here, and uh, I'm sorry we couldn't get together at five uh, my time when I was trying to call oh, you initially.
0: Yeah. no, that's okay I was I saw you calling and I was like, "Wait, what I'm the, the hell gonna is this joker doing? I did.
2: <laughs> <laughs> can't read a clock. Okay
0: answer but kids are screaming and <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah sorry about that uh it's just, chris has been uh, lining up a lot of interviews uh, for me to do and uh i was looking at the calendar i was just looking at the wrong one it said uh, i mean I, I didn't have your name on it i said oh 5 p.m i gotta do it at 5 p.m i think 5 p.m oh, are, the, are the worst ones for me because that's the uh, closest to the end of my uh, work day and i go oh i gotta get okay. ready i got it ready so i think i was just uh, too yeah. big a too big a hurry
0: okay well i'm glad it worked out <laughs>
2: So the 2018 JLU Sport um, w- were they out of red? Is that the reason why you went with the orange?
0: No. So my husband actually got me um, the Jeep for my 30th birthday, and so I was completely surprised. I had no ideas. In fact, I was driving a minivan before I got the Jeep, and um, and so when he took my blindfold off, it was orange, and it's it's a pumpkin like it's like P U N K apostrophe N, so like kind of like punk.
2: I think I said punk. Pumpkin. Yeah, I think I I may have taken it like punk rock uh, from years ago. Right, right.
0: But people kind of in the community have adopted like, you know, a pumpkin, like a jack-o'-lantern pumpkin. Sure. Um, And I'm obsessed with Halloween. It's my favorite holiday. I go all out every year. And uh, so he took the blindfold off and he was like, do you want orange or green? And I was like, are you crazy? Of course I want orange.
2: (laughs) Well, both of those can be good (laughs) Halloween colors. If it's a good, you know, bright green.
0: Yeah, well, yeah, green could be Halloween too, but oranges.
2: Yeah, I agree. Oranges. <laughs> well, that's that's the 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 cheapy candies are orange or black, and uh, it, right. Yeah, so yeah, it's definitely a Halloween color. So, do you yeah. get it all done up uh, at Halloween time, and and uh, does your husband have to say, uh, "Honey, it's February; it's time to take the Halloween off the Jeep."
0: Yeah, sometimes. No, actually, we have a skeleton. Uh, we named him Bob Bones, and he hangs out with us um, in the Jeep pretty much year round. Um, But yeah, for Halloween, no, I go all out. We do like the trunk or tree. And um, actually every day for um, the month of October, I decorate the Jeep differently when I pick my kids up from school. And so when I'm in the lineup, all the kids see every day something different on the Jeep, which is fun. They love it.
2: Oh, wow. So they're not embarrassed by it.
0: They were at first.
2: But <laughs> okay, that sounds really, more—that sounds more realistic. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, at first they were like, "Mom, this is so yeah. embarrassing." Oh God,
2: God, it's but, more, it's bad yeah, enough you're a like, lifted Jeep. Yeah.
0: Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and uh, and actually, I'll, I'll have kids um, and people like at Walmart come up to me and they're like, "Oh, you're you're the Jeep that Decker. Eats for Halloween." And we're like, "Yeah, that's us." So the kids—they kind of—they're the cool kids now. You know, they like it. <laughs>
2: So, let's, uh, let's talk a little bit about the modifications that you've got, you guys have made sure. to your Jeep. What all, uh, what all have you done? What size? Well, let's start with the, the obvious thing people always want to know. What's, what size tires?
0: We're on 37-inch.
2: Oh, yeah, of course. Because, you know, everybody says, oh, the 37s are the new 35s. And they were, that, back when they used yeah. to say 35s are the new 33s. So, you're doing right. it right there. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah,
0: we, we're running a Milestar Patagonia's um, we like them. They're awesome. Um, they've taken us to lots of places, no complaints. And yeah, 37s are definitely the way to go. We were on 33s, um, but the jump to 37s was game changer on the trails. Like I was like mind blown how amazing it was.
2: So have you uh, regeared uh, the diffs yet, or are you still running uh, the 373s or 410s?
0: No, we are completely bone stock under there.
2: <laughs> oh, okay. Have you noticed a lot, uh, 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 I guess, the gas mileage going way down and uh, overpasses being a little tough to uh, climb and go over?
0: Um, A little bit. Um, like, for example, the chute um, in Sand Hollow, you know, our Jeep <laughs> it has a little bit of issue going up that. But, mm-hmm. I mean, for how steep that is, like, it's not bad. So, um, and are, people say we, we're crazy, you know. Like you're still stock under there. Like what the heck? Well,
2: that, <laughs> but, that's one of the reasons why I'm asking because you know traditionally it, you you have some issues with that. And uh, <laughs> I, I, I but I, I don't know if uh, because I was going to ask, do you have the automatic or a standard? No, we're automatic. Okay, so you got the eight, you got the eight-speed automatic, and I was thinking that eight-speed automatic might help uh, <clears throat> help the situation with the larger tires and the stock gearing. Uh, how did you guys go about telling the the computer that you're on thirty sevens now?
0: Um, I I don't know if we did. Oh Is really? That thing?
2: Yeah yeah yeah. Because <laughs> you got a the uh, at least on the I, I've got a 2021 uh, Gladiator, and whenever I went to the 35s on it, I needed to go in, and and they do it at the at uh, at the dealerships, but I actually used okay. a, a little device, uh, Taser uh, Mini that I plugged into it and just pull it up on your main, uh, right there, the the console. I'm not the console, the cluster. And you can tell it what size tires you have. So you can change the, the size of the tires. Now, I'm assuming that it's the same for 2018 as it is for 2021. It may not be. I mean, I haven't done it on anything but the 2021. But yeah, you tell yeah. it you tell it what uh you can tell it what the the transfer case uh gearing is, you can tell it what differential gears you've got, you can tell it uh the the tire size that you have and all that goes into the computer calculating uh, how many miles per gallon you're getting and your speed and a bunch of other things. So, uh yeah. yeah see, I don't know if
0: we did that. And we probably should, because now that you mentioned that, we are, like, MPG is way off.
2: <laughs> yeah, well, it's not even <laughs> calculating it right, because it, it, yeah. the, since the tire's bigger, it has to travel uh, further for one revolution. So, your, even right. your speedometer will be wrong. Uh, have you checked it between yeah. GPS and uh, what you see on the speedometer?
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, we'll be, like, driving down, you know, the highway, and they have those speeds, you know, stop signs or whatever mm-hmm. that tell you how fast you're going. And we're we're going like eighty, and then it says we're going like ninety five or seventy or something, and we're like, wait, something is way.
2: <laughs> oh, the the radar things that yeah. So that's how you yeah, do yeah. it. You can, I mean, you don't have to do the, you don't have to use the the Taser Mini uh, to to be able to do all that stuff yourself. I just got that because I like being able to adjust those things my my uh, myself. And there's a few other things you can do on there, but uh, you can also take it to a dealership and then they can uh, plug in their equipment and uh, set it set the tire size right. Uh, just make sure that they actually measure the height of the tires and get an accurate measurement. Get it at least get it close to what the actual tire size is, because you know right. tires are never thirty seven inches; they're thirty six something or another.
0: Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, we're definitely gonna do that then.
2: Yeah, I, well, I didn't that was a
0: thing. Yeah, like, you'll, you'll we, like it when you're
2: driving around police. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, because we did everything in our garage, you know, and we just you know popped them on.
2: Well, see, even this is what we nice. do here at the Jeep Talk Show. We make people spend more money and worry about things yeah. that they weren't worried about before.
0: No, it makes more sense though. It makes more sense. We knew it was off, but I didn't know that you could go in and fix it. That's cool.
2: Oh yeah, no, it's really. It's actually a lot easier because I remember uh, years ago, actually in the the Cherokee, uh, it's actually a, a gear that you have to change in there so uh, you have to change physically change a, a piece of hardware in the transfer case to adjust your uh-huh. speedometer and nowadays you just do it with a computer so it, it is in some ways simpler
0: yeah all high tech now
2: <laughs> so did you guys have any plans to, to to re-gear the diffs in the the future or was that just something that's working great why break it
0: yeah, well, that was kind of, you know, the initial thought was, oh, I'm going to run this to the ground, you know, <laughs> and we have, we have like completely, I, and honestly, I'm surprised we haven't broken something more than just that little track bar brace mm-hmm. that we broke. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we're actually, we're working on a rebuild um, and we're going to be starting that after um, EJS, Easter Jeep Safari. Uh, so summertime, he's going to be completely tore apart and completely rebuilded. We're super excited
2: about that. Oh yeah. It's always fun to uh get the parts in and then uh start getting tired looking at all the time that you're gonna spend <laughs> putting them on. But once you get it yes. done, it's really cool. And doing it doing it yourself in your own garage is a great way to do it because you learn um you, you get the feel for the Jeep and when things don't feel right, you mm-hmm. often know exactly what it is. So you don't have yeah. to be wondering about, oh, God, how much is this going to cost being you know, on Oh, that's no big deal. I just got to uh, uh, and I just got to weld, blah, 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 and it'll be fine. So it, yes. it's really nice.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. Um, yeah, we've been able to, well, after we had our steering installed, we had like major death wobble, um, but it was actually because of a different issue. But yeah, we were able to diagnose it and then figure out, okay, well, this is what we added. Maybe that's loose. And it was it was just nice to be able to do it yourself, you know, figure
2: mm-hmm, exactly,
0: figure it out yourself.
2: It's almost always the track bar. And uh, you had a, a, a brace uh, start spinning on you, a track bar brace kind of uh, spinning on you the on the axle side. And I'm really mm-hmm. surprised you guys didn't have a rampant uh, death wobble when that happened.
0: Oh, yeah. No, we um, we were kind of talking about it before. But, yeah, we, we had a track bar brace that we had installed. Um, But we had originally taken off a piece that was on the factory track bar brace uh, when we had our lift kit installed. And so, you know, when we're wheeling out on the trail, we're guessing we cracked that. And then when we're on the freeway off the trail is when it completely broke. And yeah, we did have a little bit of death wobble and we knew something was off, but it wasn't complete death wobble. Like, I'm sure you've seen death wobble where you're, you know, it's like death (laughs) when you're driving. If you didn't think you you were going to
2: die, it wasn't death wobble.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It wasn't quite there yet, but it was close. Um, yeah. So we, we just got back to the campsite and, you know, pulled um, Hunter back up on the bus and we're like, we just called it a day. We're like, you know, we don't want to mess with it. We're, and we took it home, took it to a deep dealership. They're like, you, you cracked this bar. And we're like, no, we didn't. We just got everything all brand new, you know, but yeah, sure enough, we get there and there's a massive crack right on the factory uh, track bar brace. And so we got that all welded and everything's good to go now.
2: Well I mean that's the great thing about having a hauler uh, and most people just have a trailer but you got a bus with a flat spot on the back that you can drive yeah. it up on. So I mean that's kind of that had been wonderful in this situation because all you had to do is, is get it on the bus. Tell me something about the mm-hmm. bus. Is, is that something that you guys modified yourself or did you buy it as a jeep hauler?
0: No so I'll, I'll keep the story you know long story short but So we were on YouTube um, watching videos and this guy down in New Jersey had converted the school bus into a toy hauler. Basically what he did was he chopped off the back half and squatted it and then made the back half a, um, like just like a flatbed kind of. And we're like, oh, that's awesome. That's so cool. And I followed him on Instagram and we watched more videos and we're like, oh, you know, someday that'd be cool to make something like that or whatever. And then I'm scrolling on Instagram one day and he says, for sale, toy hauler. And I looked at my husband and he looked at me and he was like, don't even. (laughs) (laughs) And I said, we have to do it. We have to. And so um, it took a lot of convincing. But sure enough, I convinced him to fly to New Jersey. We bought the school bus, uh, toy hauler, whatever you want to call it. And we drove it back cross country from New Jersey to California, sight unseen. We had never seen it, never driven it. Uh, so that was quite the adventure.
2: Oh, I just got a picture of it. Yeah, it looks like it's kind of green with a white top. And mm-hmm. uh, how do you have it set up inside? Is it something that you can camp in uh, or off-road in, not oh, yeah. off-road, overland in, and then uh, pull the Jeep off whenever you need to?
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, we've got a sink in here. I'm actually in the bus right now. It's the quietest place in my house. <laughs> but yeah, we've got a sink in here. Uh, we've got cabinets, a little bench, and then there's a full-size bed and some shelves. Um and then yeah we we've, we've only had it for gosh we, so we bought it we actually bought it black friday <laughs>
2: Oh cool So it's our,
0: our big black friday purchase
2: Yeah it really is Where do you where do you keep this thing do you have uh, room on your property?
0: Yeah so we have two RV accesses on the side of our house and so we just you know park sure. it on the side of our house our neighbors love us <laughs>
2: do do you ever find or does your husband ever find you or do do you ever find your husband in the in the bus and you didn't know they were there just kind of camping out
3: (laughs) just hanging out yeah yeah. no seriously
0: (laughs) sometimes i will come in here and i'll just like sit and like okay because we want to update a few things i'll I'll come in here and be like okay this is what i want to do you know just ponder have have a minute to myself
2: i wasn't trying to get away from you kids i'm i'm I'm, yeah, I'm out there designing, exactly. you know, this, the sitting and designing, thinking about things. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's a it's a pretty good. Uh, well, I think everybody knows this. I mean, this is like a regular sized school bus, so everybody knows that the, mm-hmm. f- the floor of the bus is up pretty high. So. Uh, do you have any difficulty getting the Jeep up on there? I mean, I know the Jeep can cr- climb on things, but you have to have some fairly substantial ramps to be able to, uh, uh, you know, long enough to put down so you can get a good enough angle and not you know, yeah. launch the Jeep, uh, into the bus or off, uh, off the side.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, we've got two ramps, um, that came with the purchase of the bus and they're, they are long. I'm not sure exactly how long, but gosh, at least 12, 12 16 feet, maybe. Oh, wow. Uh, and they're heavy I was just so we say. have to pull yeah we pull those down and then on the back there's this, these two little hooks that we hook on um and yeah the jeep just rides right up it
2: so do you get any honks any waves uh i mean people got to be freaking out <laughs> when they're driving down the road and to see a school bus with a, a, a jeep tailgating it
0: oh yeah yeah no it's fun um The windows are tinted so people can't see inside, at least on the back portion of it. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, the driver's seat, people will like wave to us and we'll see people filming, especially the Jeep the people are like that's so cool oh, they
2: yeah. give us thumbs up it's fun it's well, really fun it, to drive it's really neat because you can you have the if you break the rig you got something to bring it back home on and work on it yes and, and then you got some place to stay so you don't really have to do anything are there hookups for the for the bus where you can have uh, electricity and water, running water in there or maybe that's on the list of things to do
0: yeah, that's definitely on the list. Not quite yet. Um, we just run extension cords if we're parking like at an RV, you know, campsite. So we'll run an extension cord for a light or a heater. Um, we do have a sink in here and it's off a uh, battery. So it has running water that way. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's, it's, it, it works for us right now. But yeah, eventually we would love to, you know, have a completely full RV.
2: So is this what you're going to be going to Easter Jeeps the far, far end this year?
0: Yes, yeah, so actually um, we're still working on the bus. Um, I did like a bedliner on the bottom half, and then we are painting it orange, so it'll eventually be orange.
2: Oh, that was going to be the other uh, question I was going to ask.
0: Yeah, yeah, so we're going to do the same color as the Jeep. Um, the top, top half will be orange, um, but yeah, it'll be finished by EJS, so we'll be able to drive it out there and camp, and
2: yeah, it's going to be fun. You've got to be looking forward to that. Have you been to uh, EJS before?
0: I haven't been to the event before i've been to moab um plenty of times mm-hmm. but this will be my first um, ejs yeah
2: I, I was just thinking this would be great because you know it's really hard to find places to stay
0: oh my gosh yeah <laughs> we're, we were late to the game on that one <laughs> no we're just we're gonna just camp on some land outside of arches with some friends that have camped there before and I call
2: it good (laughs) oh yeah no that's great i mean i love the idea of not having to worry about um a place to stay because you're you know you're driving the place to stay uh oh i I don't know how many miles this bus has on it but i guess the shakedown run from uh uh uh, what was it new jersey to california you uh, did you have any problems driving it back home
0: no we didn't have at least any like technical prob well eh, we had a, a little bit of lighting issues um we were on the freeway for about 10 minutes, and we got pulled over, <laughs> pulled over. and it was because our, t- our back taillight, you're supposed to have running lights,
4: mm-hmm.
0: and it's supposed to be red, and then yellow on the sides. It's, it's just like a busting, I guess. Right. Um, yeah, and so the, the back strip was lighting up white instead of red. Oh, yeah, and they so were like that. Super bright, blinding people. And uh, and so the officer pulled us over, and he. Oh, and we had our Jeep license plate on the back because we had bought it over Thanksgiving, and the DMV wasn't open. And so, the DMV, we called them and we're like, "What do we do?" And they said, "Well, just put a license plate on it, so at least you know your name will pop up." (laughs) Excuse me. And so we 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 got pulled over. The police officer opened. We opened up the bus doors, and he kind of like looks at us, and he's like, "This isn't a Jeep," (laughs) and we're like, "No." It's not, sorry, but, you know, that's what they told us to do at the DMV, and he was kind of confused, and and then he was like, well, you can't trust people in New Jersey. (laughs) We're like, okay, good to know.
2: Well, you were still in New Jersey, right? I mean, I know New Jersey's a lot smaller than Texas, but I figure it takes longer than 10 minutes to get out of it.
0: (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I know. Yeah, he basically is like, you can't trust people. So we're like, okay, (laughs) well, I don't know what to do. You know, the DMV is closed. Are you going to impound our bus? Yeah. And so basically he was like, well, You know, just try and fix it at your next stop. So we got to the next stop and tried to fix it. Couldn't figure the wiring out and we didn't have the proper tools with us and that kind of thing. So we ended up just going to AutoZone and getting some of that, like, uh, tail light
2: tape. Uh huh. Yep. And we seen, just that, that on several the back times, and yeah. didn't
0: get pulled over the rest of the
2: way. That's all it takes. Uh It's yeah. really, <laughs> it's really funny how you know you just some people if they got a one of those hazard reser uh, red hazard bags, uh medical ha- waste, and they, I've seen that on uh, tail lights before too. I wonder where <laughs> they got it from, but you know, hell, if it gets you down the road, I guess it's okay.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we didn't have any issues after that, so thank goodness.
2: So driving it uh, around, have you? you, You've taken it off road. I mean, you've taken it uh, with the jeep someplace off road already, though, right? Yeah,
0: Uh, yeah.
2: So uh, I would think, and and I would hope you haven't gotten pulled over again. But when you were talking about that, I I thought the jeep was on it. But of course, you were just getting the bus back. I I was gonna, I was gonna say it's so funny. Uh, I haven't been pulled over very many times, but the times I get pulled over, I'm always in a modified jeep. So it's like the the police officer is more interested in finding out about the jeep <laughs> <laughs> than they are about, about talking the about, about the offense that I allegedly committed. Uh, <laughs> this, oh,
0: how funny! This last know, i haven't been pulled over in the jeep, actually that's what that would be a new one for me and
2: you know that's what a lot of people say i got the gladiators red my uh my cherokees red and people say you know red gets you pulled over i I very seldom get pulled over and they they always seem to like it this last time uh they were asking about what's the jeep talk show because i got a big sticker on the side of the gladiator and i said how did you know that it's like they kind of stepped back and went well i wonder
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah in that moment you're like in total fear am i going to get a ticket oh my I wife was
2: nervous i wasn't Instagram. worried about it it's just a ticket <laughs> i'm sorry the dog's oh, barking hang on one second oh she's just so happy No, my stepson's here to uh, uh pick up his uh his son uh and uh she's happy to see him love that dog oh. but it's just such a pain in the ass when you're trying to record a show or uh, record oh. an interview
0: Oh, I hear you. No, we have um, a deaf dalmatian, and he barks all the time. <laughs> oh
2: my gosh!
0: He saw me walk in the bus, and he was barking at me. And he obviously he can't hear me, you know, yell at him. So I'm like texting my husband. I have like two minutes before he calls me. I'm like, can you get the dog, please?
2: <laughs> well, Chelsea, Chelsea, it sounds like you and your uh, your husband Dan have a really good setup there. I'm hoping that bus doesn't uh, disappoint you. Uh, it just that's kind of the thing that scares me the most about getting things that are. Uh, older like that and no telling uh, how many miles that uh, you have on there, but uh, yeah. hopefully it's built well enough where it can keep going for quite a while, and I'm sure if it doesn't, you guys will fix it or get it fixed, so uh, there yeah.
0: you go. Yeah, I mean, it, it's got a um, a Cat6 motor in it, and I, I believe it was replaced, so it's not the original motor. Don't quote me on that. I'm not exactly <laughs> sure. Um, yeah, last time the uh, odometer is actually broken, but <laughs> <laughs> you said there's about Perfect. a hundred and 20 something thousand miles on it so we just have to take a for
2: yeah it. the dmv did that they were uh, looking out for you so yeah. <laughs> so i know how you know how the kids love the social media where where can people find uh, you your orange jeep and your uh, your husband uh they're on the social media
0: oh sure yeah we're on mainly on instagram um and that's just trail haunter just how it sounds trail haunter um and then also on YouTube we're Trail Hunter and we post um, about once a week um, on YouTube and then pretty much daily on Instagram.
2: And you're planning on uh, uh, keeping those videos up uh, either during or after e- this this year's Easter Jeep Safari, right?
0: Oh yeah, yeah. We'll we'll be uploading um, uploading more. Yeah, after Je- Easter Jeep Safari. Um, We're actually going all out Easter Jeep Safari because we're getting the rebuild done. And so, we're, we're going to put oh, the Dana 30 to the test.
2: Yeah, you're, uh, <laughs> you're cutting it close. Okay, well, that was the other thing. You're on a Dana. Oh, my God. You're on a Dana 30 with 37s. Ah, <laughs> yes. I didn't think about that. You know, the, the, the Gladiator came with Dana 44s. So, I didn't even. I, yeah, of course. The Wranglers do have the Dana 30s on the front unless you uh, get a, a, a more. Uh, updated version. So uh, what, just real quick, what model is that? Is that the, the X? The It's not a Rubicon, obviously.
0: No, no. We're on a Sport.
2: Okay, Sport. Yeah. So,
0: yeah, so we've got 30 in front and then 35 in back.
2: Well, they say, you know, uh it's scary to break things, but it's an opportunity to upgrade. So you yeah, may, exactly. you may and, and and actually it's a, actually a good thing that you guys didn't rig your uh, those differentials because uh people often say, you know, uh, building up a Dana 30s like polishing a turd. So no sense in <laughs> polishing the turd just put something better in there whenever it breaks.
0: Yes, exactly. Yeah.
2: Well, exactly. oh, that's wonderful. But- I haven't so, heard that saying before, oh really yeah, well <laughs> that, you're you're, that. you're new to the <laughs> jeeping world. you said that so uh so you're on the Instagram and you're on there as trail haunter and that's h h a u n t e r i don't uh-huh. want, I don't want people to think that it's uh <laughs> tra- trail hauler but but the oh, the yeah. bus is trail hauler, right,
0: yeah, so we kind of just <laughs> nicknamed it the haunted hauler.
2: <laughs> oh that's right you said that so uh so you're there you're on the youtube and uh not not on facebook
0: no you know i've had a few people say i should open up a facebook but i don't know facebook i just don't really vibe with Facebook. i don't anymore. blame you
2: and they just lost 232 billion dollars in one day so you know what okay. I, i'd go with their competitor that uh, they say is what's what's hurting them and that's the TikTok, or as i like to say around my wife the tic uh <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she repeats that. She'll say I saw this thing on the TikTok and people look at her funny <laughs> and she'll go, "Oh god." And she'll tell me to stop saying that. You know. Anyway, so yeah. but the Yeah,
0: we're not on we're not on TikTok yeah, either, but I didn't yeah, think so. so. Get on
2: TikTok. You I, you would be really surprised there's so many Jeepers on there and they just love seeing any little thing. I did a video <laughs> of me driving the Gladiator out the front windshield uh going to the house the other day on the road that uh-huh. was, you know, 15 seconds long. And got 35 likes.
3: Oh, nice. <laughs> so, Instantly.
2: Mean, yeah. What the hell? I mean, people are desperate, you know? All right. Yeah. Well, all right. So, you guys go and uh, go over to Instagram right now and a uh, friend and check out uh, Trail Haunter. And you can see, you, I'm, I'm on there now. That's where I'm looking at this bus. So, if you want to see some oh, of yeah. the pictures of things, uh, I would recommend uh, going over to Instagram and uh, coming soon to TikTok, I, su- I suspect.
0: Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We'll see. Maybe I'll make an announcement
2: soon. There you go. <laughs> Chelsea, thanks a lot for being there and uh, I hope,
4: uh, hope you have a great night.
0: Oh, awesome. Thank you for having me.
4: Well, a big Jeep wave and a big thanks goes out to Chelsea Gregory for coming on the show to talk about her adventures with her Trail Haunter JLU. How many times did Tony screw that one up? No,
3: <laughs> yeah, I'm, like, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry, yeah. Chelsea. <laughs>
4: No, in all seriousness, no, uh, though, she's uh, she's kind of a new jeeper on the scene, but really making a splash, uh, not letting uh, her, her newbiness, as it were, uh, get in her way all over the U.S., meeting all kinds of crazy jeepers, getting all kinds of trail action going on. Maybe you're going to see the trail hunter on a trail near you. Of course, in the meantime, if you have an idea for a guest or you work in the off-road industry or maybe you just know somebody who actually does work in the off-road industry, aren't you a lucky individual? Maybe you yourself would like to be a guest on the Jeep Talk Show. We're always looking for more great guests on the Jeep Talk Show. You yourself could be one, too. We're always looking for Jeep stories. Everybody has one. We want to hear yours. Go over to jeeptalkshow.com contact right now and share your idea for our next great guest. It could be you. Hey, coming up next week, Jerry Hubber, OffRoadAirBuddy.com. Uh,
2: Josh, Wendy, would you guys be interested in a uh, an air tank, a CO2 air tank for you know, air say, tools you know, you and uh, filling up tires for yeah, about half wouldn't? the price of a power tank?
4: Wow. You know, I, I was going to say, you know, my off-road air buddy every time is whoever is on the trail with an air tank. <laughs>
3: yeah. hey, my off-road
4: air buddy. I'm going to follow you from now on. <laughs>
3: exactly. I want to wheel with you every time.
2: Well, you need to listen uh, next uh, next week for uh, that uh, great interview with Jerry Hubbard. And he's a local Houston uh, business owner. So, it's uh, Texas uh, uh, and uh, USA. So, there you go. Are you living the Jeep life?
1: From mall crawlers to weekend warriors, from daily drivers to weekend wheelers, it's all about the Jeep life and it's all good. It's time for Jeep Life with G-Mama.
5: Hey Josh, Tony and Wendy. Just when you guys thought I was back live in the JTS studio or the Skype room, I'm in Maryland visiting my kids watching my youngest play on the varsity boys volleyball team. He's so awesome, making incredible plays. His jersey is number 10, and his name is Ben. And the kids in the stands chant, Ben 10, Ben 10. It so warms my heart to hear that. By the way, Ben 10 is some sort of anime character. Just getting to Maryland was an ordeal. My ex bought my plane ticket, which was very nice. However, my flight got canceled and rebooked for 12 hours later seems I was the only passenger who didn't know, and I arrived at the airport at 5.45 a.m., and there was no way to go back home because home was two hours away from the airport, and I had taken a shuttle bus. My ex claimed he never got the notification. Hmm. Well, the new Jeep mama took the negative and turned it around to a positive. I decided to document my stuck-in-the-airport-every-hour-on-social-media. It was actually quite fun. And the reason I'm sharing this is because I need to thank some awesome Jeep talk show fans for keeping me busy during this long, long day. It turns out my flight was delayed again, so I was in the airport for 13.5 hours. Then, when I landed at BWI, we got stuck on the tarmac for another 15 minutes or so. I wanted to thank some awesome JTS listeners. You guys rock. The guys in the Discord room made those hours go by pretty fast. Chuck, Dustin, Zesty, Tony, Christy, the LJ, two Jeep guys, Jeeping Mo and Dixing Overland. And I hope I didn't miss anyone. Thank you guys so very much. I even had a fan send me $15 to get a margarita and a pickle juice shot. I poured the pickle juice into the margarita it was pretty good so the discord room is for anyone to join it's like this big huge chat room it's pretty cool it's a free chat service that you can access from your desktop laptop tablet or smartphone you can go over to the jeep talk show website and the contact page will have all the information go sign up because you never know when you're going to be stuck in an airport those guys will save you from pure boredom So now time for Jeep Life with Jeep Mama. I'm always seeing questions on social media. Why do you Jeep wave? Who do you Jeep wave to? All Jeeps or just Wranglers? How do you Jeep wave? It seems there's always debate on these questions. I just want to say you Jeep wave to whichever Jeep you want. You Jeep wave however you want. You can do the two-finger steering wheel wave or the four-finger wave, or you can put your hand out the window. You can even have your passenger wave for you. I even wave when I'm not in my Jeep. I feel all of that is okay. As for what Jeeps to wave to, just wave to all of them. What's the big deal? Why do we have to keep asking these questions over and over and over again? I even wave to the UPS truck. There is even debate on how the Jeep wave started. One explanation for the tradition of the Jeep wave is that during World War II, the Jeep had earned its place in the hearts of the servicemen and upcoming home And upon coming home, they wanted a Jeep of their own. When they passed other Jeeps on the road, they figured the driver most likely served, and they waved to their brothers in arm. Some claim the wave began when civilians started buying Jeeps and taking them off-road. The shared fun and excitement of tackling seemingly impossible trails and obstacles in the nimble Jeep, they felt a kinship with other Jeepers. The wave acknowledged that shared understanding and appreciation of the Jeep's amazing capabilities and the enjoyment of being a Jeep owner. Whichever is true, the Jeep wave signifies kinship and understanding between Jeep owners, and it's an honor to continue the tradition that most likely began with those who fought for our country and our freedoms, in my opinion. For me, it's an honor to be part of such a tight-knit community. It's definitely a unique experience to share such camaraderie with a group of complete strangers. Unless you own or have ever owned a Jeep, you most likely wouldn't understand. It's a Jeep thing. My Jeep makes me smile, makes me enjoy running errands, and makes me want to enjoy life to the fullest. The Jeep wave has become an iconic gesture in the Jeep community. It has a rich history and stood the test of time. Even today, new Jeep owners are fond of the Jeep wave. See you all live next week when I update you on my oil woes.
4: You know, I'm glad to hear that uh, Tammy was able to to get a little bit of help from the guys and the, the folks in the in the Zoom room. Uh, all, all kinds of uh, a family atmosphere going on over there. Maybe, <laughs> maybe not. Maybe not family safe for the whole family. No, but, uh, it's not. Well, there, there's definitely a a, a brothership, a, a brotherhood, a, a a a little bit of a family atmosphere going on. A, a lot of good friendships have been made over in our Zoom room, and uh, and of course we uh, have dedicated an entire show. Uh, around that Zoom room and, the, and are called a round table, to, round table show, round table discussion. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm glad Tammy was able to, uh, to get some, uh, uh, some help out of all of that, if you
2: will. Well, she had 12 hours of time to kill, and uh, she, yes, used, the, she did. used the Discord server to, to help cl- kill that time and a few uh, mixed drinks. And a yes. few brain cells,
4: too, I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Pickle juice was also involved, which is interesting. That,
4: I just I can't get around that one. The pickle I juice. I know. was just like, no, no, that's the line has been drawn, <laughs> and that has is been drawn that is me. a drink too far for me. She
2: tried uh, with uh, thirty-four people passing through uh, the Hinway joke, and uh, we haven't heard the results yet. <laughs> How many times they it was bitten. <laughs>
3: Well, how does Tammy's Jeep life compare with yours? We're always looking for Jeep stories, so contact us and let us know what your Jeep life is like. Just go to jeeptalkshow.com contact to find out how.
4: Hey, and that link, jeeptalkshow.com contact is where you're going to find a link to click and sign up for our newsletter. And we've talked about the newsletter here on the show before, but it's never been more important than now. As the Jeep Talk Show moves into a new chapter with regular giveaways. If you want to get a chance to get in on some of our biggest and most regular giveaways that the show has ever seen in its history, you need to sign up for the newsletter today. Get all kinds of information about what's happening on the show, what, how to join in on the fun, what we're giving away, and when and how you have the best chances of winning it. Just go to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact right now and find that link to click and sign up for our newsletter. Don't worry, we're not going to spam you, and it's just as easy to unsubscribe as it is to subscribe. well that's all the jeep talk show we have for you this week jeeper until next week be sure to help support the world's best jeep podcast by becoming a paid subscriber it's only going to help us bring you better content and as always thank you for listening to the world's most downloaded jeep podcast
1: i got just two words for you buildrum they're gonna change your life forever you ready i'm about to drop some science on you two words Fever Nuggets.
3: I've been asking since 2010.